0: everybody welcome to the vanquish your business demons podcast i'm julia stock and excitingly back this week from the dead is vicky henderson hello maybe the dead was slightly over egging it just a little bit yeah okay i missed you oh it's nice to be back the husband's just not the same um So continuing our theme of looking at how inflation and various issues are combining together to make business leaders' lives difficult, this week we thought we would talk about the supply side, didn't we? We did. Um, Because I don't know about you, but I come across quite a lot of people where the traditional thing of growing demand actually isn't the reason why their business is struggling they are struggling because they cannot access the goods and services in order to sell them
1: yes there Um, are quite a lot of people in that boat at the moment
0: yes and they they're in niches and those industry niches are being absolutely hammered um so lots of the wider businesses around cars and vans, and general motor vehicle selling Um, can't grow their business because there's not enough vehicles for them to sell. Um, And lots of people working within trades, potentially, where the shortage of particular items is making life difficult, isn't it? Yes. Is there any mindset issue to this? She says asking her go-to question.
1: I think the mindset issues come in as to how the business owner goes about dealing with this, for example. Yep. So if we take a trade for an example, Mm -hmm. I spoke to a tradesman, I did a mindset coaching session. And he was saying, well, our target is to do five estimates a week. Mm-hmm. I said, fantastic. Can you fulfill those? And he said, well, it's, you know, I'm, I'm working really hard and, you know, I can't do this, that, and the other because of I've got to go and do these five estimates. I said, but can you fulfill them? And he said, well, that's my target. I said, can you fulfill them? <laughs> and he was saying, well, no, most of the time we can't. And I said, well, if you – go about this differently you've set yourself a goal that's actually not helping you yeah you're fixated on the fact that you have to achieve your goal even though everything's changed so there's a there's an element there of saying is this actually a sensible plan of action anymore when a sensible plan of action that that I suggested would have been when somebody phones say to them the most that we are not available to fit your kitchen until april 2023 would you still like us to come and quote if they say yes you go and quote because then you know that they might accept the quote they say no you're wasting your time going to quote but if you don't know that up front you're just going to go and waste lots of your time yep um and having the mindset to say actually what with our targets that we set ourselves are no longer appropriate um because lots of people go, well, that's what I've said. I must do it. I must do it. I must do it, and they get so focused on what they must do, they don't seem they don't they're not have they don't have the behavioral flexibility to yes. say actually we need to reassess this because demand is so ridiculous now that actually that's no longer the problem. The problem is that it's going to take my supplier a million years to actually get me the parts sorted, but also. My other problem is a personnel supply.
0: There are an awful lot of people who are struggling for good staff still. Um, Be interesting to see what happens to employment as we head towards recession. I mean, you could say we're already there. Um, You know, recession is such a backward looking measure. (laughs) Yes. Um, So, yeah economic growth the, has, the, has the, been the declining at the moment yeah economic growth in the uk has been declining for some time it certainly hasn't been growing um is it the doomsday scenario yet no um will we readjust yes because actually we're pretty resourceful um and there's enough people who don't see unemployment as a good plan and therefore will keep going with the business um but we have to reevaluate how we run your bu- the business. You know, going back to the kitchen person, if your current supplier cannot supply you, go find another one. Yeah. Um, there is the opportunity to find alternative supply. Um, that's one of the glorious things when you are, reselling something that somebody else has manufactured unless what you're selling is absolutely unique and in the case of kitchens no it isn't um sell somebody else's um because that supply issue from that manufacturer may be exacerbated by management and leadership fails in that manufacturer whereas a better run manufacturer um will be able to supply you or there may be a manufacturer that's previously lost a large contract and therefore has excess supply and can service your needs really well um so shopping around on the supply side is really important um i was talking to somebody else um about air source heat pumps as you do absolutely um And they weren't even aware that a mainstream company had moved into supplying air source heat pumps. So they were only looking in two or three places for their supply, and therefore they were creating a supply side problem where a supply side problem needn't exist. because of their own narrow focus of again how you said it before this is how we've always done it these are the people we've normally worked with brilliant but so what
1: and i think one of the other things mindset things is that you people get into is the whole oh well if i ditch the supplier you know i may be their their principal buyer or i'm you know what about them and i'm like that's not your problem. No. You've, so your that the fact that they can't supply stuff in a timely manner is not your problem. And if you walk away, that that might force them to take a long hard look in the mirror and work out what they need to do. Um, but also, it might just be that you've outgrown them. When you first yep. started working with them, it was small orders; they could cope with it. But as your business is growing, you need a different supplier who can cope with the demands that you are putting on them. Which now, is very
0: much the same argument that I have with lots of people about accountants. Yes, exactly. <laughs> on the when you're starting out, you need somebody cheap and cheerful to not do very much. As you grow and become more complicated, you need to upgrade. Yeah. But you also don't need to be afraid of downgrading again if your needs change yeah um it's the same for all suppliers all of the time you have to keep evaluating them to see whether or not they actually are fit for purpose
1: yeah
0: and it's not personal same as you do the same thing with your coach um coaches are somebody that you work with for a period of time and then you outgrow them Because your job is to suck our brains dry, isn't it? Exactly, and then move on to somebody else. And then spit us out. Thank you very much. I've learned everything I can from you. Now I've got this problem with my business, and that needs a different expertise. And coaches for more than Christmas, but certainly not forever. Yes,
1: exactly. But coming back to the car issue uh, for supply causing problems in business that's a very different issue in many respects because the whole model as if i understand it correctly the whole model of the market has changed as a result of covid and all sorts of other things yep and it's not even like you can go and look at another supplier it's an across the board change
0: but you can look at your targeting you can look at who you are targeting to work with. Yes. Um, and you can be looking at how you are educating those people. So having been through, you know, my car coming to the end of its lease and having the, do I buy a new one, which would be the traditional thing, or do I refinance it? We went for the refinancing for a couple of reasons. One, there was nothing else out on the market that spoke to us more than our existing car. Because yeah. one of the big things that COVID has done is that car manufacturers haven't really been bringing out a lot of new models.
1: No. Nope. <laughs> um, they've Not been focused. Been going on.
0: No, the innovation has stalled. So that's there. The other thing is costs have gone up. The manufacturers have put their prices up, but also with interest rates and other bits going up, the cost of leasing or buying a car has grown enormously. Um And we were looking at paying 40, 50, 60% more for pretty much the same car. Um, Yes, it was upgrading from a diesel to a hybrid and they're more expensive. But ultimately, you were looking at a bit of a like-for-like change and it was going to cost significant, you know, several hundred pounds a month more. And we went, it's not worth it. And that's one of the biggest things that, the leasing companies are really struggling with is everybody's making the same decision at this point in time. Unless there is a car that's absolutely talking to you, or you've got no choice because your car's died, or your needs have changed radically, you're not going to pay two, three, four hundred pounds a month more willingly. Yeah. Now, give us a little bit more time for the current stock of cars to age really start to creak that equation will change and also with all of the inflation and everything else we're just going to get our head around i have to pay more
1: yeah
0: so it is a short term issue and of course if you're a one-off car leasing company you are a tiny cog in a massive machine so it's about educating your customers and also finding more customers it's about finding the right ones who've got the patience to wait for their car to be built who want something built specifically to their needs wants and desires and who perhaps are already going for a massive upgrade anyway and therefore that increase in cost is kind of hidden
1: Yes, because they kind of know what they want. There's always going to be a there's always going to be a market out there for stuff at more expensive prices, just because they haven't been as badly hit as the bottom of the market. So, if you move into the more luxury, high end mark of mm-hmm. things, it's always far less impacted by the recession, etc. Yep, but equally. It's potentially a market where people are prepared to wait for the right thing because they're making a bigger investment. I think having spoken um, myself to a car leasing chap uh, for a client of mine um, and she w- he was she wants a Tesla and he was saying that one of the big problems with Tesla is that if you order it at a fixed price now, That's not what you're going to pay when they've built it in 12 months' time.
0: And that's a universal thing across all the manufacturers. They're basically going, yeah, that's lovely. You can sign now, but it's not fixing anything. And again, that's back to educating the client as to this is the new reality. Yes. Squawk as much as you like. But how the car manufacturers are operating has changed. They've gone from... Massive oversupply and overproduction to one where demand is exceeding supply and they get to call the shots. So it's a recalibration of that relationship between producer and consumer. Yeah. That probably
1: was a little bit overdue. Yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a more, in many ways, it's a more economical way of manufacturing cars they're less of a oh we've had it for three years so we're just going to get rid of it kind of approach (coughs) Um, you know it's also more eco-friendly because we're not churning as we're we're using cars for longer to a certain extent except that obviously people are now going oh i must change to hybrid or electric because they're going to phase diesel out and that sort of thing so yeah there's there's education um there is there's a huge amount of mindset in it it's like do i just give up or do I take the time and energy and do I have the time and energy to find a a different market potentially to work around this so that it still works for me?
0: And after three years of COVID, you know, we kind of are, feels like three years of COVID, uh, feels endless. Um, That's part of the mindset issue is it does feel endless, the issues feel endless. And a lot of people's reserves of resilience just done. They've had several years of feeling like they're flogging a dead horse. And I know other companies who were perhaps struggling with different issues pre-COVID. If your business was not a happy place to be pre-COVID, you've now survived a couple of years of COVID. And now we're coming out to this yeah you're allowed to be done aren't you yeah i think you are but sitting behind all of that has to be a better plan
1: yes exactly and as i said to somebody recently i said so your choice is be done and do something different or find a better way or a different way to fall back in love with your business and i'm like well I, i'm unemployable i said well in that case Stop being miserable about it. You've got to find a way to make this work. Or
0: turn your hobby into a business, do something different. Do some, yeah, absolutely. You know, I've got a client who I don't know why they're still doing it. Bless them. I think it's pure stubbornness. The business and what the business constitutes doesn't make them happy. Yet for some reason, they don't have the confidence to grasp something that does make them happy and turn that into their business, Um, which, again, is a mindset thing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It all comes back to change. Lots of people don't deal with change. Well, I've been doing this for years and just keep doing this. Yes. Um, And I'll settle for it. And that's a horrible place to be. And it's the whole, well, what if... What if I stop doing this and stop doing that and it doesn't work? Yep um, you know and having the confidence to actually put themselves out there and to say, yeah this is this is what I'm doing.
0: And also, um, what if if I grasp and go for the thing that I love currently and what if I don't enjoy it? What yeah. if it's not this massive improvement, then that almost feels worse. You're allowed to have this kind of humdrum, hard work experience doing something that you don't feel you love. But it's like you should never buy your dream car. It's always a disappointment. It should stay as a dream car. And and I know that you're not a massive petrolhead like I am. But there's been a couple of times where I've bought the dream car and, and it's never lived up to billing because the reality is is just never as good as the dream um so you know and, and honest that's the reason why i'm never buying a lamborghini as opposed to it's completely impractical and i can't actually afford it <laughs> I like the excuse, though. it's a
1: good one I'll, it's a brilliant one
0: that. yeah um <laughs> we used to have a driveway that had a lip on the edge of it and you'd look at all these completely impractical cars and just go well it would never get in the drive and,
1: and that was no, the exactly. excuse. Uh, we, uh, I know we we've gone friend, off the point. <laughs> had a friend over for dinner, and yes, he couldn't get out of one end of the road. He had to go out the other end of the road because his car was so low-slung. But yes, yes. But getting back on point. Um... Around supply. So yes, part of the mindset issue is not
0: wanting the dream to become reality because that's even more soul-destroying when it's not a success. And I suppose in reality, we know that running a business is hard work. It's work. It's not, you know, we can have a good time doing it and we want to have a good time doing it. Yeah. But, yeah, why do you want to turn the dream into your humdrum work existence? It's a dream. It mentally sustains us.
1: I also think, though, that I'm going to be a little bit controversial. Oh, because- loving that happiness is an inside job. Okay. (laughs) Having the dream car, having the different business, doing your hobby and not doing what you're doing at the moment. If you're not in the right mindset, if you're not looking for the positive things in life, if you're not looking for the good stuff, if you're not looking for the solutions and the opportunities, whatever you do is not going to be enjoyable because you're not coming at it from the right mindset now my coach said to me many years ago everywhere you go there you are what is the common denominator in everything you've ever done vicky and i'm like oh shit, that's me (laughs) so actually if you change your own mindset and your outlook and you take on a very much more optimistic outlook it doesn't have to be positive all the time let's go optimistic because that's about having you know that's about the future and seeing the positives in it if you go through having a more optimistic outlook than a pessimistic outlook the chances of you taking on and enjoying anything goes up exponentially yep but if you have a very negative this isn't going to work I don't have the confidence I don't want to do this blah 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 look well no you're not going to ha- like it you're going to hate it yes so It's very much about the way, the mindset that you're in and how you approach any of these things, which is, I can't get any of X, Y or Z in a timely fashion anymore. Or I can either sink into doom, gloom and despondency, or I can go, okay, fine. So what are the other opportunities, possibilities, solutions that are out there? It's a solvable
0: problem. Most of the stuff in business, most of the time, is a solvable problem. You've got to start by defining the problem correctly um, because an awful lot of people are trying to solve the wrong problem. Yeah. So, again, it's back to the I'm working with this manufacturer and they can't deliver. Okay, what is it about that? That is the wrong, you know, that isn't working. Because in choosing your new one, you must make sure that you're solving that part of it. So is it that their ordering process is chaotic? Is it that they don't have the capacity? Is it that stuff turns up broken? Is their lead time too long? List all the things. And then we need to make sure in picking our new supplier, because we have agency here. Yes. Which we forget. Um. You know, if you don't like your current supplier, do something about it. And where a lot of the manu- the mindset stuff comes in is people choosing not to. Yeah, absolutely. It's a choice that you've made yeah. to not do anything, to make assumptions about, oh, there's nothing better out there.
1: How yeah, do you or, know? I can't change manufacturer because of X, Y or Z.
0: Yes, you it'll be more expensive.
1: To... And so what? Yeah.
0: If it's better quality... It if it's
1: better quality, does it matter? If it's better
0: service, then actually you're creating new USPs for your business. Yeah. Um, if it's so expensive that you need to find a new market, well, do you like the look of that market? Is that better for you? Are the clients going to be less annoying? Are you going to be able to add more profit in? You know, it's it, there may be downsides, but it's not a disaster it's all stuff that we can choose
1: and it's also about adapting to it so covid has created and dare i mention um, yeah. ha- <laughs> has created these issues in the supply chain and brexit has exacerbated those issues brexit has exacerbated those issues and it's about people getting their heads around the fact that life isn't going to go back to normal well
0: yes and no it's interesting because increasingly you're seeing these trends of predictions that people made two three years ago about how we would never go back to doing x y and z and these big predictions are actually proving completely wrong in that people are slowly going back to you know normal um what we have to remember is that China is still going through periodic lockdown. Um, Chinese manufacturing is not back. Chinese economic growth is not back. Their economy is stuttering and their economy is one of the key drivers of many, many supply chains. Add in the joys of the Russians being Russians, which has completely stuffed up global logistics. Um, Thing you know, those are massive external shocks. Add in the yeah. massive external oil shock, um, yeah. and it is not surprising we are where we are. Um, it's up to us to work out solutions to the problem. And if you've got massive energy issues, let's look at how we can get energy supplied at a different price. So yeah. that you know means anaerobic digestion um it means biomass there's a whole bunch of alternatives you know let's get some more solar panels on our roofs yes
1: absolutely, um, yeah you know
0: there's stuff we can do and actually if you are um it's interesting i think it's the mercedes um f1 team are looking at a six million pound energy bill next year so they're going <sighs> I don't think so, and are now looking at investing and building their own solar farm because yes. it's cheaper. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so going to be that. the investment that keeps generating a return and gives them energy security moving forwards. So part of this is actually generating real opportunities to look at things in a different way and go, no. You know if i'm looking at spending that i could do that differently and that would generate a long-term return whereas previously the maths just didn't end up
1: so we yeah. need a massive dose of our own imagination we do it's imagination it's you know shifting ones our outlooks to say actually i can't just sit tight and wait for things to go back to where they to to normal yeah. inverted commas i've got to work with what i've got at the moment and the other things to remember in all of this is that in these periods there are going to be people who sit around and don't change and therefore don't survive because of the supply chain issues but everybody essentially is in the store same storm they're all in their own little boats in the same supply chain storm. so Every kitchen company has the same problem. Every leasing company has the same problem. It all depends on who's going to be the most flexible and who's going to come up with the best solution out of it as to who's going to survive. And also those people
0: who come up with the best solutions are going to grow. Exactly. They're going to come out
1: of it stronger. Because as the other ones fall off, you can sap up, their market part of the market as well absolutely
0: leasing will continue it just won't look the same as it has done over the last decade um the other important point before we finish of course is if you're feeling a lack of imagination yourself that's all the more reason to get business advice because annoying people like you and me can come in look at it from a different angle we're three steps removed we can see the bigger picture and we can make solutions that perhaps you can't see because you're too busy being in your forest to see it for the trees. Yes. On that note, I think we're probably done. You've been magnificent, darling. Thank you very much.
1: It's a joy to be back.